Welcome to Help Me to Understand, a podcast where women give their voices to issues of social justice, political activism, giving back, and other topics relevant today. I'm your host, Felicia Garland. As you look around, you can't avoid the fact that we live in an age of political and social divisions, global warming, economic and racial inequality, and a breakdown in many of our social structures. And that was just this morning's news. I find it can be all so confusing, and I bet you do as well. Perhaps you'd like to make a difference in the world, even if only a small one, but you feel you need more knowledge and understanding around the issues we face in order to develop the tolerance, empathy, and compassion you need to become a force for good. It's my mission with this podcast to hear from women who are working every day to make a difference. So welcome, curious listener, to this journey of discovery and understanding. I'm so glad you're here. Together, let's become a force for good. Today, I'm speaking with Arlene Washburn, a master executive certified matchmaker, dating coach, creator of the Get Well, Get Love coaching system, and founder of AV Connections and LifePassDivorce.com. Arlene is a leader in the matchmaking industry with some fairy tale successes to her name. She travels worldwide, speaking to inspire singletons to get up off the sofa and get out there and meet people, and as a mentor, trainer, consultant, and recruiter for other matchmakers. And she was the resident relationship expert on Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life magazine and radio show. As a single marketing executive, Arlene experienced firsthand the struggles of building intimate, personal relationships while working 12 to 14-hour days. From marrying her perfect match to pairing a woman who married for the first time at the age of 60, Arlene is the kind of matchmaker who walks her talk. She's also passionate about helping women have healthy relationships with themselves and their partners. Having cracked that code herself, she now shares all of these and other findings as the creator of Get Real, Get Love Coaching System for Women. Hi, Arlene. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Felicia, so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. So we met um, actually for a number of years ago. You had started out as a matchmaker, but now you've added dating and relationship coaching. And I can certainly understand how these services would all be related to one another. But was there a time during the match when you were doing mostly matchmaking that you said, these people really need help before I get them out there and have them dating? What was that like? when you made that through that conclusion. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's the thing, like you can bring the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. <laughs> and basically, you know, I found myself at times wasting so much time and energy finding the perfect match for someone. And then they were not interested in part because they were in their own way. And so, for example, my client who got married for the first time at the age of 60 she didn't want to go on a second date with the person. With anybody? She, up, she didn't, she didn't care for the person or. Yeah. Initially she actually decided, you know, I don't think he's right for me. And thank God I was coaching her because I was able to, you know, get her out of her, out of her own way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you want to know what's really interesting, Felicia full circle. I think that she is a client that you referred to me. I actually, I think I know who that is. I I thought about it when I was reading about it. I think I know. 
but it did work out well. She, you it must have out. coached her very well. And she was very, if you can say successful, I think in terms of her relationship. Well, that gets me to kind of this idea. And I was thinking more of men, men tend to be kind of visual, I think more than women, although you may disagree. If a gentleman comes to you and he's looking and he wants to find Amal Clooney, but he doesn't look like George Clooney, nor does he have his money. How do you work with somebody who, and maybe he needs to lose a few pounds and fix his teeth. Is that part of the coaching idea as well? Yeah. So the coaching is more transformational than anything because it's really getting people to hone in on their own wants and needs, their deal breakers, so that we can successfully find the appropriate match. And part of that is being very clear about who you are and being self-aware. And, you know, the studies and the research show that couples that are of the same attraction level are more likely to succeed. So if you have a 10 and a four, it's probably not going to work. I mean, there are obviously exceptions to everything I say is in general terms, but there are exceptions to that, especially if there's money involved and that's sort of the nature of that relationship. But realistically, you know, couples that kind of have the same level of attraction Uh are more likely to succeed. So in the coaching, we get people to arrive at that. And quite honestly, if I am working with someone who's not coachable, I usually turn them away, you know, as a client, because I just, I don't feel that we're going to be successful that way. Uh Well, there's the head game, getting them ready, which I want to talk a little bit more about, but just even the physical. I mean, there are some things that people can do to probably up their appealability or their, uh, what did you, you call it your attractiveness level? Absolutely. And they could be somewhat superficial, actually. Yeah. And and actually, it's not even superficial because really, it's kind of like when you get a makeover from the outside in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people don't pull themselves together because they just don't know how. Like, I know if I look at a room, I can tell, oh, my God, I love that. But I don't know how to decorate that room. So Mm -hmm. I have what I call my team of experts. Okay. Literally, I have experts for everything you can possibly think of. So and, you know, people will identify their own flaws. You know, we're, we're all very quick to realize these things, right? And uh-huh. if it's something that's getting in the way of you actually having a happy and healthy relationship with yourself and a significant other, then let's do something about it. So I, over the years, collected a team of experts from image consultants, dentists, you know, specialists in different areas, plastic uh-huh. surgeons, whatever it is that you feel you need to do. I even have decorators in case someone, for example, I would get clients that were men who had gotten divorced and left the house to the wife. And now they're in an apartment uh-huh. and they're like, I can't bring anybody to this apartment. <laughs> and I don't know how to pull they it have together. Each, they have each piece of old divorce furniture, a chair. It doesn't match anything else. And, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, and the idea is to get to a place of being comfortable with yourself so that you can then have people in your come into your life and not have these little things gnawing at you like, oh, my God, I got to lose weight or whatever. And, uh-huh. and you know, like the whole weight loss thing is the whole thing, right? Because I'm like, you have to love yourself for who you are today. But you can wear the right clothing, wear the right fit, the right colors and things like that. Or, for uh-huh. example, with hair, you know, sometimes I find women will wear the same haircut from high school. And, you know, <laughs> and it's completely outdated or even makeup. Makeup has to change over time. As you get older, there's certain things you can't really get away with. 
So I have people that will help you, you know, and teach you how to put on your makeup and help you do makeovers, get a photo shoots, anything that's going to help you put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you said that when you get your outside in a good place, because we all know, we know we get up in the morning and get dressed and we go out. We know when we look good and we know when we don't. And it affects our psyche so much. You put yourself out there when you know you look better. But as you were getting into, you've also got the head game where I guess you take them on the coaching side, sort of take them through, again, correct me if I'm wrong, what worked when you dated, what didn't work, but you're not a therapist. So how does what you do differ from, say, traditional therapy? So that's a great question. And I get asked that all the time. And I will tell you that I had a client who was a therapist on TV who was being coached by me. And she got married and I actually got to go to her wedding as well. And she went to Princeton University. So I went to uh-huh. her wedding in Princeton. Uh-huh. But the difference is, is that therapists deal with trauma and things you know, okay. in the past. Whereas um, a coach is future forward. We're looking at creating strategies. First of all, getting your mindset correct so that it is supporting your beliefs or supporting the goals that you have. And then putting a strategy together to get you to your goals. And so it's future forward and it's, you know, seeing results and building on those results uh, Mm -hmm. and the momentum to get you to your relationship goals. And I find that a lot of therapists are also going into coaching. But what I will say, though, that I've taken psychology courses. I've been certified as a science-based dating and relationship coach, which is really important to me because it's what I share with people about coaching is not really anecdotal. It's Mm -hmm. all based on research and science. And then I I read a book a week (laughs) on fiction. Like I am a hoarder of information. And then I Uh implement, I implement everything in what I call my love lab, which is my Uh marriage. Okay. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. Well, you have to walk your talk. And so if I'm telling Mm -hmm. people this is what works, I want to test it for myself as well. Okay. So your husband doesn't mind being a guinea pig is what you're saying. Uh, He usually doesn't know or, you know, every so often he's like, are you testing something on me? I'm like, well, you know. (laughs) I tested this new recipe at dinner and now I'm testing this new new, new, uh, program. So let's talk about the kind of nuts and bolts of the basic stuff that you started with, which is matchmaking. And I imagine as, as long as there have been two people and a third person, there's been matchmaking. What is scientific matchmaking and how do you do it? What do you do if I just came in as a client and said, help me? So the key is that you have to understand how personalities combine better. And one of the key things to that is having similar core values. So you could be, um, you know, people think, well, opposites attract. Well, no, that does, that's not necessarily the case. Birds of a feather flock together Now, it doesn't mean looks wise, because like, for example, with me and my husband, we're an interracial couple of a similar attraction level, Mm -hmm. but we have the same core values, even though I grew up as a city girl and he grew up as a country boy. (laughs) And you would think I'm the one who grew up in the country now that I wear plaid every day. (laughs) Well, we're all wearing, yes, we're all wearing pajamas almost at home now during COVID, but. Yeah. But so those, that's the core of it is making sure you have the same core values and these are Mm -hmm. different for everyone. And so understanding yourself is the first step so that then you can look for a partner who's going to complement you, who you are, as well as have those similar core values. 
But those things about like, oh, we both have to play golf, you know, that is not a good foundation for deciding, oh, activities have to be similar. Unless those activities hit on your core values, for example, if you are philanthropic or someone who is uh, feels very strongly about helping others, and let's say you go to a soup kitchen and you like to do, you both meet that way. Well, it's not the activity of what you're doing is the core value behind what you're doing. Okay. Just out of curiosity, politics and religion, which are two such, you know, difficult issues and even more so now, I would guess what you're saying is if religion is a core value for you, that's important that it's somebody of your same faith. But if it isn't, then you can put anybody with anybody. Exactly. If there, if you're agnostic or you wouldn't, you know, you would respect and not, you know, really care what the other person's religion is, but you would respect it, then that's fine. But if you're someone who feels that you need a partner who's equally yoked, mm-hmm. <laughs> who actually follows the same religion and that is practices with you and you, you know, you're going to have a family, you're going to raise a family that way, then definitely you want to have that in common. And yes, the core values will vary per person, mm-hmm. but it also changes over time. So like, for example, if I'm working with someone in their late twenties to early thirties, and they're looking to have a family, to get married and have a family right now, they may not feel like religion is a thing, but mm-hmm. then I delve into it in my intake to say, okay, well, you want to have children. What religion would you want your children to raise your children? And And then all of a sudden it becomes important. And Mm -hmm. so these are the kind of questions that you have to kind of ask yourself in more depth of like, okay, over time, how is this going to work? Because Mm -hmm. then the conflict comes in when you have a Jewish person, a Christian person, or a Muslim person, a a Jewish person, and one is, you know, adamant, like the foundation for my children has to be my religion, Mm -hmm. then that's not going to work. So those are the kind of things that we look at. I mean, putting people together is really like putting together a very intricate puzzle, uh-huh. but it works if uh-huh. you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, as opposed to your college roommate who has a friend, you know, a buddy who's going to put you together. But just that, so intake is so important and delving in and you know the hot button issues to, to get to. Do you have pools of people that you Absolutely. work with or you go out to the, how do you? Yeah, but, that's yeah. a great question. Okay, so this is something I go over with most people when they first call me and want to find out how do I work with a matchmaker. And actually, I have a great four-part series video that explains everything about how to hire a matchmaker. So if anybody's interested in that, I can share that information with you because, you know, sometimes the question is, well, how do you differ from an online dating platform? Well, (laughs) you're you're working with a human, not with an algorithm. Okay, so let's start there. Secondly. Uh There are companies that solely depend on their database, and those are dating services where everyone pays a similar amount for a set amount of time and a, or a set amount of introductions. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's a customer, everyone's paying, and you can only meet people who are in the pool. Okay. The challenge with that is if you have very specific criteria, then you're not going to get those introductions from the pool but they're not going to meet your specific criteria. So a lot of times you have to be careful with dating services if they are not huge, first of all. And an example of that would be like, it's just lunch. They have enough of a pool because they're going to give you the number of matches that they commit to, but they're not necessarily going to be the right matches for you. 
Whereas what I do is more an executive matchmaker. So the difference with an executive matchmaker is sort of like hiring a a recruiter to fill a CEO position in your company. And so an executive matchmaker will have a database, but whether or not your matches exist in that database, they're going to create a recruitment strategy specifically for the individual that they're working with. And in that case, it doesn't matter if other people paid or not, because now you're paying a much higher level than the dating services. But what they're doing is they're saying, we're going to go find your match, whether they're under a rock or wherever they are. (laughs) Okay. And whether they paid or not, but we're going to get you some results, irrespective Mm -hmm. of whether or not they're a client. And that's a really great thing. But there are differences in the level of what you would pay an executive matchmaker versus a dating service. I mean, okay. pretty drastically different. Mm-hmm. That is a great distinction. And for just for folks, I'll re- uh, repeat this at the end. We will have a link specifically to that video series. If that, yeah. In addition sure. to your all of your other websites, now you came to dating yourself. I think after forty, and a lot of when you talk about executive matchmaking, you're probably talking to people that are older. They've been around the block. Once, probably, at least, except for the woman who was 60 and had had never married. Is there a different strategy that you apply for them? Or is that kind of what you're doing? Is that strategy that works more for someone who's older, busy, maybe has kids, high-level job? Yeah. So the strategy that we use really works for everyone. However, everyone has their own little intricacies depending on where they are in life, right? So Mm -hmm. there's a big difference between a 30-something-year-old woman who is looking to get married and have children versus someone who's a little bit older and sometimes don't even want marriage because of Mm -hmm. financial reasons. They have children. They just want a life partner. And also strategies in terms of, you know, how we coach because people can get a little set in their ways Mm-hmm. and create a much smaller pool for themselves. Okay. And then so we sort of challenge that and say, okay, let's make sure that this criteria that you say you have is something that makes sense. Uh, and I'll give you an example. There are people 40 plus who already have children and they'll say, well, I won't date anyone who doesn't have kids already. I mean, and there's no basis for that, right? Mm-hmm. I myself, you know, I, this is my second marriage. And my husband never had children, and he's been the most incredible influence on my daughter to the extent that she's now married to someone similar to my husband. And <laughs> okay, that's a ringing endorsement. That's it. yeah. So she's married to somebody who's like your husband, very similar to my husband. And unfortunately, her dad passed away, so now she's oh. like much closer to my husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so those are the things that we can do you know, uh, that are going to be a little different. Someone coming out of divorce who already has children Mm -hmm. versus someone who's just looking to create the family and all that for the first time. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I think on one of your websites, you refer to a love cleanse. What is a love cleanse? Oh, that's, that's so funny. I actually had a, um, that was an interview with Cosmo magazine. Oh, was that where it came up? Radio. Yeah. Yep. And so that was the title they gave it. Um, so it was like a week series and I was one of the experts on there. But definitely when someone has just come out of a divorce, there is no set time for when you start dating again. However, there is the need to do a love cleanse, meaning that you're 
going back and doing a retrospective of the relationships you've had in the past and looking at it in terms of information gathering, like why did, you know, what worked, what didn't work, what things do you want, what you want to avoid going forward. Mm -hmm. And then also getting to uh, regain your sense of self so that you are your whole person again, because there's a lot that we give up or even like when you merge with somebody's change or you give up some of your hopes and dreams. And what we want is for people to be their own, you know, their authentic self. And so that's where the love cleanse comes in, but there is no set time for that. Every individual is going to be different. Uh, That's interesting because I'm also divorced and I've also often wondered, you hear people date right away, but they didn't necessarily find someone till later because they did need to sort of hash out all of that, that stuff. I wouldn't want to end our conversation without asking you for, if you would share one piece of dating advice that's sort of universal to both men and women. So I just quickly want to go back to what you just said that people say to start dating right away. Mm -hmm. Here's what I would say. Usually when people do that is because they don't really know what they want and they get on apps and then they're exhausted and they feel unfulfilled. They keep meeting the wrong people. So I don't recommend that. I think it's really important to understand who you are and to go through that love cleanse. Mm -hmm. And this is universal to everyone before you embark on dating, because then you're just showing up not knowing what you're looking for. And if you don't have a target, mm-hmm. you're going to hit anything, right? Right. And also don't show up to these first dates to audition for people. You want to be picked, mm-hmm. pick me, pick me. No, you want to be there vetting and assessing whether or not this is the right person for you as well. Not through an interview process, <laughs> all other podcasts. <laughs> but yes, there right. are ways to work in questions in a conversation to be able to garner whether or not you are both aligned. Yeah. Don't take a checklist with you. Um, (laughs) Okay. That's great advice. And I guess coming out of any relationship, whether you're married or, or long-term, you carry a lot of baggage and you don't want to repeat the same mistakes you made before. So you're in a wonderful relationship. What is one of the things that you've learned that you've trod out on your husband that works that you would offer again to strengthen relationships? So this is a very simple thing. I'm going to give you two things. Number one, always show appreciation. And we get caught up in the day-to-day where like, oh yeah, my husband this morning, for example, took out the garbage. And I, you know, he got up really early to do that. And I said, babe, thank you so much for taking out the garbage. Because it's not just because it's his job that I'm not, I'm like, okay, whatever, take it for granted. No, Mm -hmm. every time that you show appreciation, people that, you know, you fulfill their soul. And I think when you really think about it, when you're single and you have to do all this minutia by yourself, Mm -hmm. having a partner who's helping you in all of that is huge. And then the other thing I would say is like, take five or 10 minutes of your day every day when you're in a relationship and just check in with each other and talk about different things on a regular basis, like not just maintenance stuff, but like, what are your hopes? What are your dreams? What are your new goals? What are you reading? You know, and be involved in someone else's life. Because when I hear couples say that we've kind of, you know, outgrew each other or we, our relationship mm-hmm. fell apart, it's usually because these two people are not checking in and we change over time. And so it's important for you to be, you know, aligned to that person by really focusing on what, what's important to them. Mm-hmm. And they should be doing that to you. And that's what relationships are all about. They're interdependent. So that, those are two tips I would say. 
That, those are both very good tips. Thank you very much. It's easy. As you said, especially number one, it's easy to forget that, the taking for granted. And I read somewhere somebody's life philosophy was not necessarily the golden rule, which is treating somebody as you would like to be treated, but to treat someone as they would like to be treated. So I can see that aspect when you're being uh, appreciative of what somebody does. We've just, you know, skimmed the surface and there's so much more we could talk about. I just want people to know that we're going to have links to all of your different websites because you have a number of them, as well as that four part, uh, how matchmakers differ from just dating services and so on. Is there anything else you'd like us to know we should understand about what you do before I let you go? Yeah, no. Uh, and by the way, that rule you're talking about is the platinum rule. And I talk about that oh, in my <laughs> in <excellent>. my series. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, because it's so important to treat people the way they want to be treated, because the way you want to be treated is not necessarily. And there is a way to figure out how they want to be treated. And I would turn you on to the five love languages, because that's going to give you a lot of information about people. So no, if the easiest way to get in touch with me is to go through AV Connections, avconnections.com for matchmaking and then getrealgetlove.com for the coaching. And I'll give you the link so that folks can find us. It's it's actually member.getrealgetlove.com mm-hmm. and you can join. It's a membership site. You can join for free and you'll get access to that four-part series and a few other videos that I do on a weekly basis. And it's all about helping individuals have better relationships with themselves and a significant other. That's wonderful. Well, I'm going to go check it out. I didn't know I could join for free. So I've been in a long-term relationship. I hope it's good. But you know, it's not that it's work because people say, oh, relationships are work. It's effort. And it, it shouldn't be considered work. It's effort. And it's anytime I can learn new tips, I really appreciate them. So thank you so much for your time. I look forward to seeing you on the next radio or talk program or whatever you're doing, because I know you're out there a lot. Thank you so much for having me, Felicia. This was such a great conversation and it went by so fast. (laughs) It did. It really did. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Help Me to Understand. If you like what you've heard, please go to our website, helpme2understand.com to listen to more great episodes. Or better yet, subscribe to receive new episodes as they are released. I'm so glad you can join me. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.